0: This is A Little Deeper, a mini-episode of Women Studying the Word. I'm your host, Meredith Beatty. Hey everyone, and welcome to another one of these mini-episodes that I am calling A Little Deeper. These are episodes I'm doing during our series on the Psalms where I take something I don't have time for on the teaching episodes and go into it on a deeper level. They're meant to be quick but helpful ways to maybe answer a question from what we've been studying or, or camp out on a topic I particularly want to highlight, and that is the case for today's episode. Last time we studied Psalms 42 and 43, and the key verse in those Psalms was this, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. That verse comes up three times in these Lament Psalms, And I talked about in the last episode how they're an example of the psalmist talking back to himself or preaching to to himself. And this is key in learning how to lament. It's how we, in concert with the Holy Spirit who resides in us, get from despair to delight. Really how we get from complaining about our circumstances to praising God in the midst of our circumstances. And I want to take the next few minutes to go deeper on this topic of preaching to yourself. Now, I did not come up with this concept. I heard about it from John Piper, um, I don't know how many years ago, and he learned it from Martin Lloyd-Jones. And if you're not familiar with Lloyd-Jones, he was the minister at Westminster Chapel in London in the mid-20th century. So I think he qualifies as one of those good old dead guys, right? He's not a Puritan, but he is dead. So I think he qualifies. But anyway, he was a doctor before he became a minister. And that really gave him a special kind of insight into people's, not just their physical health, but their mental and spiritual health. And he wrote a book called Spiritual Depression and devotes the first chapter of the book to this repeated refrain in Psalms 42 and 43. In the first chapter, he diagnoses the problem of spiritual depression, how many believers suffer from a certain unhappiness, a kind of disquiet or lack of ease, attention, really a general troubled state of their souls. He's concerned for these people. He doesn't think they aren't Christians, but he sees that many of them just don't know how to dislodge themselves from this sad condition, this spiritual depression. And I told you last time about a time in my life when I just started every morning prayer saying something like, what's wrong with me, Lord? It's it's like I woke up every morning with an automatic unease in my soul. And this is similar to what Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones describes. After diagnosing the problem in his book, he goes on to talk about the importance of really knowing ourselves and understanding ourselves. For instance, if we're introverts, we may be more prone to morbid introspection, always carefully scrutinizing our every thought and deed. I know that really describes me, but extroverts can have their own temptations then there can be physical causes of depression and demonic causes of depression. Um, I won't go into detail about that. Now I'll let you read it for yourselves. Again, the book is called spiritual depression. I'll put it in the show notes, but keep in mind that he's talking about spiritual depression, not mental illness. That's important to keep in mind. He's talking about the low state of the soul that the writer of Psalms 42 and 43 is experiencing and what a lot of us experience as well. So after making the diagnosis and explaining some of the causes, which he believes mostly boil down to unbelief, he ends the chapter by introducing the solution. And here's where I want you to listen closely. I'm now going to quote at length from the end of this first chapter. So this is what he says. There then we have looked at the causes. What about the treatment in general? Very briefly at this point, the first thing we have to learn is what the psalmist learned. We must learn to take ourselves in hand. This man was not content just to lie down and commiserate with himself. He does something about it. He takes himself in hand, but he does something which is more important still. That is, he talks to himself. This man turns to himself and says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? He is talking to himself. He is addressing himself. But, says someone, is that not the one thing we should not do? Since our great trouble is that we spend too much time with ourselves? Surely it contradicts what you have already said. You warned us against morbidity and introspection. And now you tell us that we have to talk to ourselves? How do we reconcile the two things? In this way... I say that we must talk to ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to talk to us. Do you realize what that means? I suggest that the main trouble in this whole matter of spiritual depression, in a sense, is this, that we allow ourselves to talk to us instead of talking to ourself. Am I just trying to be deliberately paradoxical? Far from it. This is the very essence of wisdom in this matter. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you the moment you wake up in the morning. You have not originated them, but they start talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday, etc. Somebody is talking. Who is talking to you? Yourself is talking to you. Now this man's treatment was this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, he asks. His soul had been depressing him, crushing him. So he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. Do you know what I mean? If you do not, you have had but little experience. And Lloyd-Jones is, he's, I'm still quoting from Lloyd-Jones. He says, the main art in the matter of spiritual living is to know how to handle yourself. You have to take yourself in hand, you have to address yourself, preach to yourself, question yourself. You must say to your soul, why art thou cast down? What business have you to be disquieted? You must turn on yourself, upbraid yourself, condemn yourself, exhort yourself, and say to yourself, hope thou in God, instead of muttering in this depressed, unhappy way. And then you must go on to remind yourself of God, who God is, and what God is and what God has done, and what God has pledged himself to do. Then, having done that, end on this great note. Defy yourself, and defy other people, and defy the devil, and the whole world, and say with this man, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance, who is also the health of my countenance, and my God. That is the essence of the treatment, in a nutshell. So, that was from the end of the first chapter of Lloyd Jones's book called spiritual depression. And I think the key sentences for me in this long quote are these, I suggest that the main trouble in this whole matter of spiritual depression in a sense is this, that we allow ourself to talk to us instead of talking to ourself. And the main art in the matter of spiritual living is to know how to handle yourself. You have to take yourself in hand. You have to address yourself, preach to yourself, question yourself. Lloyd-Jones and John Piper gave me the understanding that I could address my own soul and talk back to myself, what I've heard speaker and author Catherine Wolfe call getting bossy with your soul. I didn't have to be a passive recipient of these thoughts that came into my head. I could talk back and preach to myself the truth of the promises of God. And this is so helpful, y'all. I can't tell you. When you understand this and start practicing this habit of preaching to yourself the truth about God and what he has promised, this will do wonders for your soul, for your disposition. One way I do it is by memorizing psalms. I know I've talked about memorizing scripture before, but having some key psalms memorized can really help. Especially it helps me as I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning. Now, I used to wake up and thoughts would start flooding into my mind from somewhere, just like Lloyd-Jones was talking about in the book. Or maybe I had a bad dream and I couldn't get it out of my head and my day was, it was threatening to ruin the start of my day. But now I can just pull up a psalm and as I start reviewing it, the scripture starts counseling my heart and renewing my mind. So I really highly recommend memorizing psalms and memorizing any scripture. But what is the most important truth in the Bible you can preach to yourself? What did the psalmist only see dimly, but we see clearly? It's the gospel. It's the truth of how God graciously gave us his son so that we might be reconciled to him and become heirs of eternal life. Let me end by quoting what John Piper says about this practice of preaching to your, to ourselves, more specifically preaching the gospel to ourselves. He starts by reading the same Lloyd Jones quote I just read to you, but then he relates it to Romans eight and the gospel. And he says this, this is John Piper speaking. So here we are on this side of the cross. Jesus has come. How would you preach to yourself now? You preach the gospel to yourself. It goes like this listen self listen up piper if god is for you who can be against you self he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for you self will he not with him freely give us all things who shall bring any charge against you god's elect It's God who justifies self. No, it's Jesus who died. Yes. Who was raised. He's at the right hand of God and he intercedes for you self. What can separate you self from the love of God? If there's ever a reason for memorizing Romans eight it's to turn it into self preaching to preach to yourself because those words are dynamite for deliverance from a hundred circumstances. So learn to preach to yourself. Yes and amen. I agree with Piper. I'm going to put um, a link to, um, a YouTube link to what he just said and more in the in the show notes. So you can watch it for yourself because Piper is, his delivery is a lot better than mine. But let's learn and more importantly put into, the, into practice this habit we see in Psalms 42 and 43. This habit that Lloyd-Jones and Piper and Catherine Wolfe and many others have practiced. Let's memorize scripture, Psalms 42 and 43, Romans 8, and more, whatever we need to preach the precious promises of God to ourselves. In any and every situation, whatever the need of our souls, the truth of who God is and what he has done for us, what he promises to do for us will be powerful medicine for our souls. As we continue in our study of the Psalms, start seeing them as an especially good training ground for learning this practice of preaching to yourself. Lloyd-Jones says that in the Psalms, we read of noble souls talking to themselves and to their souls, bearing their hearts, analyzing their problems, chiding and encouraging themselves. That is why they are of such real value to us if we also are honest with ourselves. Now, next time, I'll be tackling a particularly difficult psalm, Psalm 58. Um, Go read it for yourself and pray for me as I prepare to talk about imprecatory prayer in the next episode. But I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Little Deeper, and I will see you next time. Bye for now.